Hello there, and welcome to Be Mindful. My name is Brandon Everett. I'm currently the lead content developer and mindfulness teacher for Be Mindful, especially if you're listening to the Be Mindful podcast and are interested to learn more or even to practice. Please check out patreon.com or bemindful.com for more information on how to subscribe. We'd love to see you in class. It's all about insight and community. So, um, <laughs> this class will start off just a little different. Um, you ever just, uh, just recognize you are like flatly wrong about something? Like you take a very strong stance one way and then <laughs> life unfolds and you're like, oh, I guess I have to give that up now. Um, so recently I have been recognizing more and more clearly my inner curmudgeon. That is to say the aspect of myself that like, you know, it's seven fifty-six in the morning and you know, the day is dawning and the air is cool and crisp and I'm in my own, the safety of like my own apartment and brewing delicious tea with like healthy food. And my mind is like fixated on something that might happen later. And it's going on and on about how crappy it will be and how inconvenient it will be. And it shouldn't be this way. And yada, 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 yada. And um, in the end, when I step back and look at the fullness of that situation, recognize in the moment um, that if I step back and look at that, the totality of that situation, really in the moment, there is nothing to worry about. And not only is there nothing wrong, but there are actually like several good or great things happening in right that moment. But there's this inner dialogue, this inner, pardon the term, negative Nancy, and, uh, or just negativistic outlook that is raining on that present moment parade. And uh, wonderfully, a quote just went up from uh, Spirit Rock, Spirit Rock, which is a meditation center based out in California. And this comes from meditation teacher Sylvia Borstein. And the quote is, the mind is like tofu. It tastes like whatever you marinated in. The mind is like tofu. It tastes like whatever you marinated in. When we don't recognize um, the character of our thinking, that is to say that um, you know, we might recognize that thoughts are occurring and we're kind of aware that we're lost in thought. But when we don't step back to question the validity of those thoughts um, or when we don't draw a line or see the relationship between our attention being with those negative or those more pessimistic thoughts, and how we're feeling in the moment when we don't see the relationship between those thoughts and the fact that we're actually overlooking the beauty of the moment that we're in. Well, 
it's only we who lose out. Now, where this is going is actually not into a talk about mindfulness of thoughts and thinking per se. Really what I'm going to do is reach into an old grab bag um, texts that I haven't visited in a few years. And those are Loving Kindness by Sharon Salzberg and also Make Peace with Your Mind by Mark Coleman uh, that came out a few years ago. And if I can find the quote that I wanted to read from Coleman's book, Yeah, here we go. So again, just considering that if we don't recognize or draw a relationship between the thoughts we're having and how that's influencing how we feel in the moment and thus influencing how we're experiencing life, we might think that it is life and our external circumstances that we need to change when in fact it's something much closer to home. Our perspective and our outlook and our inner narration itself that needs adjusting. And here's the quote that I wanted to pull. And this is from, um, it's attributed to Robert T. Kiyosaki, who writes, it's not what you say out of your mouth that determines your life. It's what you whisper to yourself that has the most power. It's not what you say out of your mouth that determines your life. It's what you whisper to yourself that has the most power. And so what are we whispering to ourselves? What thoughts are kind of, you know, spontaneously arising and are we following along with? For a long time, or at least for a couple of years now, I've kind of dismissed um, phrases of loving kindness as an avenue of practice that I wanted to pursue. I thought that that was um, table dressing, very superficial. But it turns out that that which seems so superficial, um, because it is so persistent, that inner narration actually has tremendous effect. And truly, I should swallow my ego and know better that if a practice has persisted for 2,500 plus years, well, hey there, Brandon, don't you think, you flannel-wearing son of a gun, that there might be some benefit to it? That maybe it survived, like traveling thousands of miles and dozens and dozens of civilizations between then and now to make it to your doorstep for a reason, don't you think? And so tonight for the guided meditation practice, we're actually going to use um, a series of loving kindness phrases. Now, the intention here, if you've never used these before, and if you're listening to the podcast, is that we can influence the character of our thinking. You know, the thoughts that arise spontaneously today are influenced by what happened yesterday and the day before that and the months before that and the years before that. And the mind, like a river, does take time to kind of redirect. You know, we kind of go 
drop by drop to stream by stream until we've redirected the river toward the territory that we'd want it to go. But the point is that the river can be moved. And one way to do that, to influence our thinking is to set aside time in a formal meditation practice to actually practice saying to ourselves these phrases of loving kindness. It's a way in which we begin to uh, open up, to shift our inner, our, our inner narrator, our inner dialogue, to something that's more uplifting, wholesome, inclusive, something that has us feeling better about our life rather than worse.